So welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to bring this inspiring interview to you. Today's guest is Regina Bryan, and you're just going to fall in love with her energy and enthusiasm for growth, both in her personal life and in her business. We talked a lot about doing things afraid, and Regina shares some great tips, so stay tuned for that. And we also talked about creating habits that support the things that we're committing to in life. So it was a great conversation. Regina is a human behavior consultant who specializes in DISC and emotional intelligence, as well as the creator of the EQ Project, which is where coaches and consultants can be certified to train and use EQ assessments in their own businesses. Now, I really thought we were going to be discussing emotional intelligence today, but we had so much fun talking about challenging ourselves and not saying no to the fear, giving into it, and continuing to grow and expand. I'll have to have her back another time to talk about emotional intelligence. So stay tuned. We also didn't have a chance to talk about her two Facebook shows that she hosts. So you want to know that Regina is the dynamic host of the Women of Empowered Living show, where she interviews inspiring professional women every week. And she's also co-host of the Real Life show, where they share inspiring messages while keeping it real. So be sure and check that out. You can take a look on the Empowered Living platform on Facebook, and I will include a link in the show notes. Now, without further ado, let's get started because I can't wait to introduce you to Regina. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. As you heard, I am here today with my friend Regina Brian, and I'm so excited for you to get to meet her. You're going to love her. Regina, welcome. Thank you for being here with us today. Oh, CJ, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I just feel so blessed to be with you. So before we really get started, why don't you tell everyone where you're dialing in from? And also, if there's just a little something not in your bio that we could know about you that might be interesting. Sure. I live in the Atlanta metro area. So I'm about 35, 40 miles north of the city in Gwinnett County. So I live in Lawrenceville, Georgia, right on the Lawrenceville-Swanee line. Some people are familiar with Swanee. It was one of the top cities to live in for Money Magazine. So I'm right in that general area. And I think a, a fun fact, CJ, something that's not in my bio, is I've been playing the piano for over 10 years now. I started when I was 38 years old. Oh my goodness. I heard you share that before, but that is just, boy, I bet you're playing really, really well now. You've been at it for 10 years. I've been at it for a while and you know, it ebbs and flows, but I think I stayed with it because it was one of those things I always wanted to do as a kid. And my grandmother's house in Texas, she had a piano and my dad was in the military. So we moved and a piano wasn't one of those things that my parents could just run out and buy. And it goes back to my childhood. And then one day when I was 38 years old, I thought, what am I waiting for? 
I've always wanted to play the piano and now here's my chance. And I have loved every moment of it, even when it has gone horrifically wrong, which it has at a recital, but I've enjoyed it so much. Oh my gosh. You know, and that is just such a, you're starting us off with a, with a great piece of inspiration right there, because how many things do we put off for one day that we really want to do? Because really, I mean, the timing's never right. No, it wasn't right. It wasn't right timing. And I hear from people when I share that, someone Mm -hmm. always says, well, gee, I wanted to learn how to play the piano or a musical instrument or foreign language. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just had to ask myself and I ask everybody, what are you waiting for? Because it has been truly one of those things in my life. And I, and I was never going to go play, you know, Carnegie Hall or, or become a professional pianist. It was just something for my own self. And the rewards, the dividends it has given to me has been, you know, truly immeasurable. It's brought me so much joy. Oh, that's amazing. Well, good for you because it's, you know, it's never a good time, but it's also priorities and what you're willing to commit to because that is a discipline. You have to practice to get anything out of it. You can't just sign up for lessons and that's it. Oh, so, so true. See, I had to make the commitment to 30 minutes a day minimum. And I could always tell the difference. And my piano teacher could tell the difference when I put in the work and when I didn't. Because life happens, we're adults and things happen in our lives. You know, we have families and, and careers. And there were moments where I thought, I just can't get to practice. And then when I got on, when I got back on track, and that's truly all that it is getting back on track. Again, the difference it made to me personally and my own development, nothing like it. I highly recommend doing that thing you've always wanted to do. Yeah. I think there's another lesson there about habits as well, because as much as there may be something we want to do, workouts come to mind for a lot of us, you have to commit to it and show up and do it. And the empowering feeling when you start, when you're doing it regularly, when you're staying in integrity to yourself and showing up for yourself like that is just so inspiring. That's a great point. I had to make the commitment to do it in spite of all the things in my life. And that's one thing, having a piano teacher. So having someone that we have a regular accountability with, Mm-hmm. And having a, a sort of a, a goal. So for me, over this time, I've done a handful or so of recitals that really keeps you honest and keeps you in progression that I got to stick with this. I, I meet with my teacher once a week or at least pre-COVID I did. And and, uh-huh. and now I, I may have to find another teacher. But it was just making the commitment to keep going, making the commitment, like you said, to show up. It's really a lot in that something simple like the piano that teaches us a lot about life, taught me a lot about myself. It's funny too, when you see yourself able to develop a habit like that, a brand new one, like the more you do, the more you do. It's you're building that habit muscle then. And what else can you take on? Oh, it's that capacity. Doing this, adding this thing that I wanted to do, that I love to do, gave me the capacity to add more. It made me realize Oh, there is more I can do, not just in the piano, not just in work, but all across the board in my life. Yeah. I think sometimes we're like, well, I can't take on one more thing. How do you really know? My, my, this playing piano expanded my capacity and it was exciting and empowering to see that in my life. 
Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And I'm going to take a pause right there and just challenge everyone listening to ask yourself, like, what is it you really would love to do just for yourself? So maybe there's a creative outlet. That's what comes to mind for me. Something creative. Or maybe it's just more time reading a book because you don't feel like you have time because there's mother guilt or something. You know, there's there's lots of other things you could be doing. What is it you would really like to do for yourself that you could explore now rather than one day? A little time for yes. art, an instrument, a language. I would love to hear what you come up with and be sure to share it with us because, yeah. There's just no end to what we can accomplish when you want it. No end at all. That's awesome. All right. So back to our regularly scheduled show. <laughs> Let's circle back and talk about, tell us, Regina. So you are a behavioral style expert and an emotional intelligence expert. Tell us what brought you here. Like, where did that interest and passion come from and what brought you to doing what you do? And then we can talk more about what it entails, maybe. Great question, CJ. And I think that I've always been fascinated with why people do what they do. Like what drives us to behave in certain ways? Mm -hmm. And becoming a coach and becoming a speaker, when we think of becoming a professional speaker, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to focus on? And those questions really led me to discover what am I most passionate about? And so early in my joining the John Maxwell team, now Maxwell Leadership, back in 2015, you know, there's lots of different pieces of content we can teach. And I was so, I was drawn to DISC because the year I joined was the year that if you were in mentorship, you could sign up to do a two-day DISC certification with Dr. Robert Rome. He was my first DISC mentor. And that training changed my life. Okay. And let's back up for a quick minute because I love DISC, but I don't talk about it a ton on the podcast. It's one of my tools, but why don't you explain what it is and then we'll keep going. Sure. So DISC is a great model of human behavior. DISC sort of explains some of our natural wiring, you know, why we do the things we do. And there are four distinct personality styles. There's that dominating style D. There's the I style, the influencers, that S, that sweet, steady style. And the C's are compliant friends, the friends who do it right. And understanding our natural wiring and the things that shape our personality, I think can be one of the things that empowers us the, the most. Because when I found out what my style was, it really answered a lot of questions for me. And it really helped point me in the right direction. And I'll always be so grateful to that first disc training because not only did it help me personally, I knew exactly as a speaker what I wanted to focus on. Awesome. Now I realize that disc is an amazing tool to help us understand or improve our emotional intelligence, which That's is another topic that you are super passionate about. So how did that evolve? Or I think, CJ, they go together. I taught DISC for so long, starting back with Dr. Rome in 2015. And then with Maxwell Leadership, I was so honored to hold a faculty position teaching other coaches and speakers about DISC. 
And then over the last couple of years, I got to partner with uh, one of our mentors, Paul Martinelli, and the Empowered Living Community to roll out emotional intelligence. So this is, to me, this is groundbreaking and it's foundational. Emotional intelligence, I like to say, is like a great pair of jeans or that great black dress for us women. It just goes with everything. And it, to me, it uplevels everything I learned and knew about DISC. And it's just a great compliment for any type of training. So a lot of my new clients, I start off with a DISC assessment and an EQ assessment because I use a great tool for both. And emotional intelligence, if I'm breaking it down to be very simple, it is just us being able to understand and recognizing our emotions first, the emotions of others, and using that information to effectively manage behavior and relationships. And as I like to say, I changed that ending part. It brings out the, so we can bring out the best in ourselves and other people. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that is what we all want. We all want to bring our best forward. And if there's a way to help others do the same, we want that too. And emotional intelligence really is that tool. I think of DISC and EQ together, but EQ is that foundational piece. Absolutely. I love it. So let's back up because I know that you have you have stepped into some pretty big roles in a couple of large communities that I'm part of. And take us back. What was it like for you? Well, I guess the, the first thing would have been being a faculty member, right, with yeah. the John Maxwell team. What was that like? And how did you step into that? It's pretty unreal, CJ, because the, the Maxwell leadership or John Maxwell team, it's, this, it's the world's largest training organization for coaches and speakers. And beyond that, it's a community, like you said. I mean, our, the active Facebook pages, the twice a year conferences. It's an active community, more like a family even. And so when the team decided, John Maxwell team decided, hey, let's have our own DISC program. This was 2018, August of 2018. Actually, the launch call was in September. And I remember on that call, Paul Martinelli, who was then the president of the team, along with Devin Gino, they were asking team members, hey, if you've used DISC in the past, send us an application, apply. We're going to have several faculty positions. And I thought, oh my gosh, I would love to be a faculty of John Maxwell team. Are you kidding? And just like other people, I sent my video into Deb and I, you could have knocked me over with a feather when I got the email from Deb that I had been selected. I was one of the 10 people, the original 10 faculty members. And of, of the 10 of us, I, and people didn't know me. I, I wasn't one of the other standouts, people that had been around for a while, held other leadership positions. So it was such an honor and such a thrill. And I held that position for three and a half years. And and I assume a little bit of a stretch as you like walked into it. <laughs> stretch is an understatement. I was so thinking, what am I doing? How did I get here? Because I'm on a faculty with real superstars, people that had served in other capacities on the team. And here I was still fairly new, maybe about three years in. And having never served any other position on the team, and I can remember, CJ, that first call that I had to host, there must have been 100 or so people on the line. And fortunately, Deb and Gina was co-hosting with us our first calls. And every time I had a question, I would say, what do you think, Deb? What do you think? And I was, I, I was, it was bigger than me. 
it was the the dream and the role at first was bigger than me. And I had to grow to fit into that space. And it allowed me to grow because I was, I felt at the time that I was not equipped. And that's exactly where we needed to be. That's exactly where I needed to be in something bigger than myself, because it required I get out of my own way and out of my comfort zone. It's so interesting, too, as you talk about that, I'm thinking, you know, that's so common. You know, how often do you know people who they get into a new position, you know, it's a step up, and then this imposter syndrome comes in, like, who am I? How how did I get here? Because their identity hasn't hasn't morphed yet, and yet the people selecting them could see their greatness. So we have to have this adapting and up-leveling to see ourselves in that new role. And it can be really scary. It was quite the challenge at first because I'm serving alongside of team members that had done things on the team, that had recognizable faces and names. And I wasn't one of those recognizable faces and names. So yeah, there were some struggles. There were some moments of tension where I thought, how did I get here alongside of them? How did this happen? And you do start to think a little bit into that imposter syndrome. You know, do I, do I fit in? Am I, am I, am I good enough? And I think the real cure for that is to keep going and to study, build Mm -hmm. your confidence. I learned from them on their phone calls. I learned from the other leaders on the team. I would practice my notes. I would practice knowing disc backwards and forwards. I would listen to other Q&As. That is really the only cure that I've come across for imposter syndrome or not feeling good enough. First of all, you got to keep going. The only way to the other side is to keep moving through it. I wish for another answer. I'd love to give you one, but you have to keep going through that fear and build that confidence through practice, through study. I love that. Well, that was going to be my next question. So do you have tips? But number one, what I hear you saying, and we know this, ladies, but, you know, keep it in mind, you don't back away from the challenge. You lean in. You have to, CJ, because otherwise, how else do you get through it and can take on the next challenge? It's It would be easy and wonderful just to stay safe in our space, but we're not really safe in our comfort zone. Because you get those calls at midnight and first thing in the morning and when you're in the shower, that call, that call on your life to live out your potential and your purpose, it becomes so loud. And that was a dream of mine, just to serve in a, in a big capacity. And God doesn't give us dreams that fit our current mindset because we can grow to reach them. And so lean into the dreams, you know, mm. keep going. That's right. So lean in and then it doesn't just happen. You practice, you work at it, you build your confidence. I love that. So was that your last big challenge in stepping up? Oh, no. And you know what? I'm grateful for that one. And I actually stepped down from being a faculty at the John Maxwell team to pursue another opportunity with Paul Martinelli and Empowered Living to launch an, an EQ course for other trainers and speakers. And this material is what I share and work with with my own clients. And again, it is who am I 
to work with Paul Martinelli, the number one coach on the planet, according to Coaching Guru, co-founder of the John Maxwell team. John Maxwell's business partner is now partnering with me. It was almost as overwhelming and daunting as serving as a faculty member on the John Maxwell team. There were lots of moments. There were lots of moments where I thought, can I really do this? It messed with my mind a little bit. Oh, just a little. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but hats off, kudos. You don't, you know, as someone who sees you, you know, like not behind the scenes, but out and about and doing your thing, you know, always with grace and it, you know, looks like smooth sailing. So good for you for leaning in. You know, that's what it looks like when you when you keep going and when you practice. I don't get to feel that way or look that way in front of others without the keep going, without the affirmations, without the prayer, without the struggling, without the wondering, am I really equipped? I have to feel the uncertainty, feel the fear, and I got to keep marching every single day. When we allow fear to win, we don't get to that great place where other people are like, wow, I see you. And I thank you so much for that compliment, CJ. I don't get to live in that space if I decide to cave in, if I decide that fear wins, if I decide not to live my potential. I don't get to live in that great space that says, wow, I pushed through another barrier because there's going to be just more barriers to get through. And and I get to, I have to live through them one at a time in order to experience other people learning from me, which is the greatest and highest use of our lives. Other people get to take away from our story. And isn't it great how once you, you know, you're open to possibilities and the synchronicities and the opportunities that come to you, more come. You know, I see and hear this story you're sharing and they've built on each other. Oh, for sure. And just even working with Paul, I don't think that opportunity to roll out a course with him would have come. Had I not had to stretch my legs or, you know, grow my wings on the way down, jump. If I had not had that first opportunity with the John Maxwell team, had I said no, had I said, I'm not good enough, I'm not going to put myself out there. The next opportunity wouldn't have come. It didn't make it easier in a lot of ways. The opportunity to roll out my own course and work with Paul was a lot more difficult in a lot of ways. I, I would think. But you, we started out talking about building a muscle with the habits and the piano, you know, you had built that muscle, right? You had stepped up and through your fear and practiced and done it anyway. And so, I mean, was there ever a thought in your head that you weren't going to do it when the idea came up or the conversation? A couple of times I thought, I I really can't do this. And then even after it was go time, I was still thinking, I can't do this. And I'll never forget, CJ, the first call that I'm hosting for everybody that's jumped into the program. I'm having the first debrief so we can all learn how to use the EQ assessment. And I tell you, I I use it with my clients and prospective clients all the time. So here I am now showing other people in the program how to do it. And I'll never forget the first call. So I have, I'm all ready. I've got my computer set up. I've, I've studied. I know what I'm talking about and the technology. 
So I send out a Zoom link that doesn't work. Not only does this Zoom link not work for other people, it doesn't work for me, and I'm the one that sent it. So it's 10 minutes before this, my first Zoom call is supposed to start. Nobody has the proper link. I'm getting messages from some of the people in the program that I've known for a while that are friends. Hey, Regina, the Zoom link's not working. So I get on. I'm like, it really isn't working because I can't even use it. And I think that number got cut off or something. And I'm full-blown panic, frantic mode, having to resend out and not knowing exactly if I've got everybody's email, having Paul's assistant, Megan, help me. We get on 10 minutes late. Everybody's laughing, though, thinking, I'm glad it just wasn't me. And meanwhile, on the inside, I'm like panicking, but it works out. And I wanted to crucify myself. After that, I was like, I can't do this over over a Zoom link. Because I got the Zoom link wrong, I didn't think I should be leading a program. I shouldn't be teaching other people because I got the Zoom link wrong. I beat myself up for a couple of days over that. And then I just decided to lean in to a message you and I've heard for a long time, CJ. Failure is success's constant companion. There you go. I had to lean into that. I don't like that one. Trust me, everybody. I don't like it. But I have to really kind of wrap my arms around that this would be my reality if I were going to move forward. That's right. And it is. Let's pause there a moment because it really is true. What you see in someone's success, I had this vision when you were first talking about one of your things and all the work behind the scenes. You know, it's like that duck that's gliding on the water. And you don't see the little legs going, going, going and all the work that's happening. And But it's also so you see other people's success and you don't know all of the work, but also all of the quote unquote fail, get back up, fail, get back up. Oh, that flopped, get back up. I really think what's the quote, you know, the only the only failure is when you stop or or something like that. You, there will, if you're stretching yourself, there will be those quote unquote failures, right? Those little. There's no real way around that. And I'd always known that intellectually, you know, on Maxwell Leadership, we learn about that. With Paul, we really learn about that. You have got to embrace failure. And so we're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When someone's telling you from the stage, you're like, sure, I got it. But when it's happening in real time, it doesn't feel that great. And you do want to beat yourself up and you do want to stop. And that's okay. You just have to get up and embrace it, that it happened and let's move on. And I also had to lean into something else we learned, CJ, from Paul. And that is suspend the requirement of knowing how. I would not have known how to do it today in September 2023 when I started in February of 21. 2022. I would not have known anything about how to do it today had I not started then. That's right. I couldn't know today. I couldn't know what to do now had I not just started before I knew how. The how, the knowing how comes from the doing it. From the doing it is how I figure out the next step and the next step. That's right. That was a big thing because as adults, we want to know how. We want to look good. We want to be right. We want to have it all figured out. That's not, there's no such thing that it's not possible to have it all figured out. So it's one step at a time is, and that also should provide us with great comfort that I don't have to know it all. That if I just take the next step, that's enough. That's right. That's right. I share that all the time that you, you just have to start. 
And the thing is, if you think you have it all figured out, you're going to be wrong. That's why we we constantly have to review our plans because, you know, you take a few steps and you learn and there's new opportunities or divine downloads. There's new things that come to you. So you can't like sit on the couch and have it all figured out before you get started. It's and most just- even if they sat on the couch, had it all figured out, are still reluctant to start because they're the, the engine of starting, the engine of walking mm-hmm. it is what provides the ability to keep going. On the couch, even with a full-blown plan, will not give you that energy and that motivation to keep going. You have to right. be in progress, successes, failures, not knowing yeah. to really be able to keep walking in that. And I think that's what trips most of us up. Yeah, trying, wanting, trying to figure it out before you get started. That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. So many golden nuggets here, <laughs> Regina. And you just said something else I wanted to dig into, but now I've forgotten what it was. So much goodness. Okay. So you did it anyway. You, you yeah. weren't sure. You did it anyway. You leaned in. And it feels hard at first. It feels clunky at first. But then I told myself another simple statement. I can do hard things. It feels hard, but that's okay. I can do hard things. And they're only hard when you're first doing them. And then they're they're easier. And And so the little simple mantras that the people who went before us give us and we can use, it almost feels so simple that people don't want to act on it. They're thinking, hmm, it's really in the simple little nuggets that we can affirmations, we can repeat to ourselves. I say affirmations uh, daily. Mm-hmm. That is the tool. That is the get going mechanism besides just getting up and putting one foot in front of the other. It's really the things we say to ourselves. And I just said, I can do our things. Positive self-talk. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because your words become things and create your reality. Absolutely. I know what I was going to highlight because I was cracking up when you mentioned technology. Guys, that is a given. I don't know, like it doesn't even matter if you work in the online space. It doesn't matter because we all work with technology. It's not a possibility. It's a given at some point. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've had a little more of that than I care to think about. But it, it happens. It's going to happen again. And I think enough of us have lived through that. We do have to laugh. It just. We've lived through it. These are not things that, that are going to kill us. And I actually made right. that a When I was going through this whole EQ launch, I actually said, my mistakes can't kill anybody. I'm going to live. They're going to live. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> not end our lives. I almost laugh out loud and just tell myself to get a grip. Yeah. You know. It's not the end of the world or not the end of life because somebody got a wrong Zoom link or the internet messed up or, you know, you left the Zoom room or whatever. It happens and it doesn't end anything. It's a funny story you get to tell later. That's right. And one other thing about that I want to share, it was so empowering for me when I had a mentor point this out to me a number of years ago. Nobody likes a perfect person. Really think about it. And when you make little flub ups, you are just sharing your humanness and making yourself more relatable. I'm not saying you want to make mistakes. 
But when they happen, it's okay because you're human. My gosh, that is so, so good. When I'm on other people's Zooms, like people that I look up to or even colleagues, and they have mistakes, I'm like, it's not just me. It's not just me. That's right. Always rooting for the person. Yeah. So you can tell someone's leading a class or a workshop or something on Zoom, but they're having these little glitches. We are all usually in the chat. Like, it's okay. And no problem. We're always rooting for that person because we know that it's been us too. Been there. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, the tech is going to happen for sure. So Regina, tell us, we've talked about the John Maxwell team and Empowered Living. Tell us more about your business and maybe how it's different or because I know there's a lot of these tools that are in your business, but who do you serve and how do you help people? That's a great question, CJ. And who do I serve? I'm still sort of, believe it or not, I'm still wrapping my head around that one because I've been blessed to work with people all across the board. I mean, one of my clients in my past was my chiropractor. I've served moms. I have a mortgage lender and now I'm working with members of his team. I've had real estate agents because I spent 10 years in real estate. And so people that are looking to go further, people that are looking for the next step to take, they want to, even deeper than that, what I'm finding that I'm constantly talking and speaking into, people that want to not waste their potential. I'm serving people that want to reconnect themselves to their potential. And it looks like anybody. It looks like your yeah. friend next door, your, your wife, you know, your girlfriend, your husband. That's who it is. But it's not just anyone because a lot of people are scared to move out of their comfort zone and live into their potential. So it's not it, just anyone. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. What a great, what a great distinction, CJ. Mm. And, you know, my clients, they want that. They're hungry to go to the next level. And so I get to work, I get to come alongside of people and I get to lift them up because the tools and the resources at the end of the day that they need are in themselves. I just get to help bring that forward. And I, that's why I use Disc and EQ quite a bit in my business and not just with individuals. I am so blessed to get to do lunch and learn and teach on this material and show companies and small businesses what could be just by employing some of these techniques that DISC and EQ offers, because it offers us a chance to really bring out the best in ourselves. And when we do that, we get the opportunity to do it for other people. Again, CJ, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to live their best. And I am so privileged to get to do that through my speaking and coaching business. I love it. So where can people learn more? Like what's your website? We'll put it my in the show website, notes. But. <laughs> super, super easy because it's my name, reginabryan.com. It's all there. How you can connect with me, send me an email, join my group so that you can find out when I'm teaching again on Zoom. Lots of times I offer things at no cost, how you can schedule with me. And so there are lots of opportunities. And I would say to anybody that's looking or that doesn't know where to get started, let's just sit down for 15 or 30 minutes. Let's discuss where you are and where you want to be and how I can come alongside of you and help you see if we're fit to work together. Excellent. That's great. Well, 
I can't even begin to kind of summarize all of the golden nuggets that have been shared today. I want to thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your inspiration, because I hope, ladies, you're coming away as inspired as I am from this conversation. There's just a lot of nuggets there and reasons to not stop, keep going, and lean in. So... Thank you, Regina, very much for sharing all of that. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I hope that you make it an inspired day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. I so appreciate you being here. And if you've enjoyed the show, please consider taking a quick minute to leave us a five-star review. It would go a long way toward others finding us. Make it a great day.